And now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's In the Green Room. Green is in, but what does that really mean for you? Join the gang for a fun and energetic half-glass, half-full perspective to what and how sustainability is the lifestyle for the future. It can really affect everything you do, from your health, wallet, environment, money, even your morals. So our goal, to help save the planet one show at a time. Now, welcome to The Green Room. Welcome, everyone, to In The Green Room. I'm Kinga. And I'm Chet, and I hope everybody's having a wonderful day in the studio and all around the world, all of our listeners. And, uh, and, and I hope everybody is out there saving the planet. One, one show, show at, at a time. time. <laughs> uh, we're coming to you from Scottsdale, Arizona, with the best producer in the world, Robin Coat. Uh, Robin. We're lucky. Can you we're say spoiled. hello? Yes, much. <laughs> can, you, can you say hello? <laughs> Robin, you sound different. Yo, it's Rockin' Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Love you, love you. And we also have co-host Julie. I know. Rossfield. Feels good to be back. We've missed you. I know. We've missed you. And then we also have the beautiful Summer hosting with us, too. Yes, indeed. Hello. I'm Summer. <laughs> I'm a singer, and I have absolutely no qualifications to be here, except I'm just very interested and very intrigued. You know and what? interesting. Well, That's and, the most right. important but, but how, how could you say that? You're like our number one. Uh, you, you recycle. Yes, music, you're yeah. goodwill. You're all about everything, and you heal people with your music. I think that should just be a normal thing. <laughs> you know well you're pretty special oh thank you and, and julie thank you so much for sponsoring our show yeah onyx body you've you've been there every step of the way and i we absolutely love you here oh, at the show thank you thank you and we're su- super excited if you want to introduce our guests you know the guests i know it was funny how this came about but i have a very good customer and um she talked about you guys are cousins right yes yes and so I, that's the way that we met marla Marla Stone, she just uh, authored a book called, well, you guys can see it right here. It's called The Clutter Remedy. So we're excited to talk about this. And I, I think actually, to tell you the truth, it's a issue for a lot of people. And sometimes I think it's something that sometimes people do not want to talk about, right? <laughs> I'm only laughing because, uh, well, first of all, we have to introduce uh, uh, Marla Stone. Say hello. Hi. And we also have in studio the book... The Color of Mother. The Color of Mother. With the beautiful author, Chelsea Young. Welcome in the green room. Thank you. Excited to be here. And she also is the editor of So Scottsdale Magazine. That I am, yeah. Busy woman. Can we talk about that too? (laughs) Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. (laughs) I don't know how she finds time and she also is a mother of a a dog named Hope. I am, yeah. (laughs) Hope does have a dedication in the book if you read there. So yeah. What breed is Hope? Well, she's a rescue. I rescued her from the county shelter, but I think in like a Bichon mix of sorts. Well, good for you. Sissy. That's very sustainable to rescue a dog. Uh, yes. You know, so yeah. that's huge. Definitely in a dog Supporting don't in the green room. Supporter. <laughs> oh, if I ever come back, if, if I ever died and, and I come back as a dog, I want to be her uh, her pet because she treats that dog. <laughs> yeah, she is like, what, what she lives do you life. believe in? What religion is this? No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> I mean, she goes on planes, resorts, winery tours. Like she's, you know, she's living the life. Yeah. And, and I'm her new dog sitter. I'm announcing that right now on the show. I'm not going to get a dog. We're going to share this dog because whenever she's gone, Hope is going to be with yeah. me. She's going to be with Auntie Kinga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you all can come see Hope at my house. In fact, we're going to do something this weekend and sit at Lawns, Hermosa, one of my favorite places that's very sustainable. 
with hope and and my mother because we're going to get these books into uh, my mom's art gallery, Gallery Andrea soon. So we're super excited about that. So I want to, uh, you know, this is going to be such an informative show and we're going to get through all this therapy. Uh, Marla Stone is a former therapist. Former psychotherapist. Yeah. 17 years. I saw everyone from the Orange County Housewives to the military. (laughs) (laughs) She's been analyzing me all day. (laughs) No. No, but I've learned so much. Like, I, I kept saying all day, I, we, we went to my house, I, I, I recently finished my remodel, and there's a, I brought all the new stuff, the old stuff, and I'm trying to figure out what's going to stay, what's going to go. And because um, Marla is also a uh, professional organizer, I mean, she comes in, and she doesn't like to call it hoarding, which I'm not a hoarder, but when people are a hoarder, she comes in and, you know, brings her whole crew and organizes and gets rid of and all that. So she came in to see, I have a little section of clutter. And I've just been kind of like tied emotionally to it because it's, it, I was married for 28 well, years. Well, you're not kind of tied to it. You, <laughs> you're, you know, we have a relationship with objects and sometimes it's very powerful. So really it's about having a criteria for what to keep in your life. And that includes people. So, I love and that, it. you know, and relationships and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're never going to get rid of our mother or our <laughs> children. Yeah, Robin. <laughs> but Robin just did a sound that I love for you guys on Facebook. She said, we're not worthy. <laughs> no. But, you know, you want to really look at your objects clearly. And so you want to use a criteria, which is, will you use it? Does it serve a purpose? Is it sentimental? Do you love it? Because not everyone can choose what they want to keep or who they want to keep in their life based on a feeling. So uh, I feel like everything is around you think feelings. Or no. Okay, okay, I love this, and this is where she you she, think or no. she caught me a few times today. I was walking around saying, "I need this in here. I need I need a chair right here." Or I'll I, try, and then or I'll try, and she'd say, "No, no, no. You want and you will, not you need. You yeah. only need and tell us what we really you, need." You, the only thing that are essential needs are air. Food, water, shelter, sleep, elimination, and sunlight. The seven things that keep you alive. Everything else is you will do it, you won't do it, you want to do it, you don't want to do it. And, and, and she says we shouldn't say I'll try or we'll try or I should. I will. I, I will. will. Chet, what do you think of that? Um, I think that it's great to have a you know positive mentality towards getting things done. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. And like the way you think about a goal or a task can totally affect your ability to actually get it done. So I totally agree with that. Exactly. Um, and Chelsea and I both know that how that works in writing a book because you either are going to write a book or you're not going to write a book. You're going to have a creative idea that is world-worthy or you don't. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was about to say we're so fortunate to have three talented creators in the studio today because Summer exactly. also is a very talented songwriter. One, two, uh, three, so- four. Yes. Five. Exactly. Six, seven, eight. There's there's songwriters. Let me look. Just teasing you. There's eight creative people in this room. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Woohoo! Woohoo! Robin! Not saying that's the only people in this room, but it is. (laughs) So I find such uh, love. You know, the, the color of mother is love and. And your book is about uh, emotional uh, decluttering. And really, the, I think the main focus is 
loving relationships, right? Yeah. And not well, having it with things. Well, the title of the book is The Clutter Remedy, A Guide to Getting Organized for Those Who Love Their Stuff. So there's been this big trend on minimalism and <laughs> getting rid of everything. And there's now I see so much regret. People are like, why did I get rid of that? That was I didn't really think it through. I, I was basing it on a feeling, and that's not good enough. But it's really important to understand that you want to have things that you love around you and people that you love. If it's not a love thing, why even bother with it? And so, and, and that is also the color of mother that I love. And, and so, Chelsea, I wanted to hear more about how you thought of giving respect and love to the mom, which now I see a lot of kids running around, in, even when I was a therapist, I saw a lot of mm. disdain between mothers and their children. And so I'm just curious how you came to figure that out. Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually brought the original poem this is based on. I was 11 when I wrote this. 11 so, years old. 11 years poem. old. That's and a big deal. on the back, I signed it for my mom. In true uh, aspiring author fashion, it's signed like first and last name. Can you, you please know? read the whole yeah. poem? It, well, it, so if I read the whole poem, I'm pretty much reading the whole book. Because truly, a couple decades later, this book lives on as really like the nuts and bolts of what this poem says. Of course, now that I'm a professional writer and editor, um, I gave it that kind of, so Scott's you know, once over. Yeah. yeah, but it's really, if you put them side by side, they're the same, but, but I... that's okay, because somebody's going to get yeah. this book and treasure, you know, give it to a mother, get, go to a... Right. A, 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 a baby shower and bring this to a yeah, mother. Yeah, lots of baby showers, yes. lots of moms-to-be, new moms, but moms have grown children. And my whole purpose with this, really, when I got down to it, was love and acknowledgement. And I feel like that's something I've always, you know, I think we all want that, where it's like human want, want you know love that. and acknowledgement. Yes. And so that's my whole purpose with this. But when I found, I found this poem like five years ago in a bunch of old childhood writing forgot I had written it. And I was like, this is not just a tribute to my one mom. This is really a tribute to all moms everywhere. And so out of that grew this book. And then it grew this series, Color Everything. So I've written the next three books. Um, the Color of Father is next. It'll be coming out in 2021. Oh, Father's so, you know, hey. can look forward. Yeah, we got to recognize our dads too, you know. Um, but yeah. It's really all about love and acknowledgement. So I know it's pretty much summing up the book. Could we still read the, the poem? The whole poem? Yes. Yes. We could, but then it would give away a lot of the book. Okay, so, if, okay, I guess it's a secret. But how about I read, you know, the first couple stanzas? Yeah. There we go, there we go. Because it really is kind of a, I kind of equate it to like a mix of Dr. Seuss meets Eric Carle, if you know who. So, so she's going to read this poem, so Chet, <laughs> listen closely. So when you're, you're writing me a song, or you're writing me a poem, or, or writing me a book, <laughs> okay. take notes. Okay. <laughs> So, the color of mother. What if our mothers were colors? Which colors would they be? Would they have two, six, or maybe three? Some might be tie-dyed and some might be pink. Others could have orange polka dots on their face, I think. Oh. And that, those words are really in the book and the poem. I love it. Yeah. I have to say, that was the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yes. And can you imagine being that young and writing that? Isn't that so cute? I just like, I feel like I fully like flashed back to where you were. Like you still have that 
mentality and it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And I, you know, I get that question a lot. People will ask me, are you a mom? And I'm like, well, no, but I have a mom. And this really is a product of a child, how a child can see their mom. And I do a lot of readings at schools, um, different stores and workshops with kids. And, you know, they get that. They're not literal like, oh, my mom's, um, you know, white or she's brown or whatever. They really get like, oh, she's purple because she's caring or or she's green because she's joyful. And like, that's the beauty of it. They can just kind of create with color. Yeah. And it's, it's really illustrated beautifully. Who, who's the illustrator? So I wish I could claim that because it is beautiful. Thank you. But no, um, her name's Isabel and we connected a few years ago at the start of this. She does watercolor and calligraphy. And um, yeah, she really just captured my vision from the start. And it was like one of those like gut instinct kind of things. Beautiful. Everybody needs this book for Christmas. They want it. <laughs> they want it. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, there we go. You Thank want you. this. See, yes. I say need all the time. Need, need, need. Well, I started to notice that people have this weird language thing going on that is actually decreasing productivity. So the first thing I did here was this need thing. I need to do this. I got to do this. I must do this. Uh, and you know the essential needs are the air, food, water, shelter, sleep, elimination, Sunshine. sunlight. And so the, and the indecisive language was powerful. I'll try, or I tried, or if, but, could, should, kinda, sorta, sorta, kinda. Maybe. I, yeah, maybe, perhaps. I, actually, <laughs> I need, I, I, I need, I actually, need. I need, I need, I need, I need. <laughs> need, 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 need. And so we're needling ourselves <laughs> to death. And so, and also because the subconscious process knows that needs are only those seven essential things. And when you say you need to go to the dry cleaner or you need to get your hair done, it says you're lying to me and then it derails you. And so it's very important to talk to yourself correctly. The other thing I heard was I feel like or I feel that followed by a thought instead of a feeling words. So now we have no more will in our language. We're completely indecisive, super needy for everything. And we're robotic. We're robotic. We, we have no feelings. Okay, what if you're running late to the airport? Then can you say, I need to go to the airport? No, no. It's not. An, to paying your taxes is not a need. Wait, isn't that I have to go to the you want, airport? You know. That's, what is that's it? That's a need. I'm going to the airport. I'm going to the airport. <laughs> I'm I, going now. I, 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 you know, it, it's a possibility. I'll be late. I mean, but you, you know, you don't want to say things like that. So you don't need to go when to the airport. When you want to go to the airport, say, I'm going to be at the airport on time and schedule yourself. Whatever you want to do in life, name it and then say, I will do it by this date. And actually put it in your calendar. Yeah, deadlines help. Yeah, setting goals. Well, your subconscious process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is actually listening to you. Well, well, so the show tonight is not about, uh, uh, you know, finding a man or relationships or whatever. But uh, yesterday we we had this beautiful dinner. And and she told me that if you want something. Oh, no, no. Am I saying it correct? I want it. I need it. I want it. You want. I want it. Okay. Then you need to say. No, not need. Not need. You want, you want to say. I, I want, I want, I want. Okay, so yes. if, if you're looking for a relationship, for you, need to, <laughs> you need to. ideal partner. You need to say, list the things you want, say. not the things you yes. don't want. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because whatever it's, you say, you, know, you can call it the. This negative comes back know, to you, she law says. Law of attraction, mm-hmm. uh, the Abraham's law, whatever. But what I realized is when I was a therapist, 
men and women would come in and I'd say, what do you want in a partner? And they would say, well, they don't have to be that cute and they don't have to be that rich and they don't have to be that smart. And I'd be like, I didn't ask you what you don't want. Or, or you know, I'm asking you, what do you want? And why would you say they don't have to be that of anything? You know, I was like, that's crazy. Because that's bringing it, that energy yeah. is coming back I mean, to that's you. what you're going to get. You're going to get a not so hot looking, unintelligent, <laughs> poor person. So I was, you know, I thought of this thing, write 30 things you want in an ideal partner and go large, fairy godmother large. And I'll tell you part two next time I'm on the show uh, because it's a four-part exercise. Which is February 18th. February 18th. I'll be back here. So send in your lists to Kinga. Send it into the show. You know, text it, email it, however you get to Kinga. And uh, make sure it's all in the positive. We, we want them to message it underneath the Facebook show. Message because it. Because we can all share it. Yes. That way you can commu- you communicate things. with them. 30 things. We're not talking about 31. We're not talking about 29. 30 things. In an ideal partner, go large. No nots, nons, nos. So instead of saying not a drug addict, say addic- addiction-free. Um, and, and just all the things that you can So if you want a about. guy that's not, you know, going with like 10 women, you want to say monogamous. Monogamous. Okay, so faithful. You don't want to say faithful. So many people that were cheated on came in and on their list was faithful. I'm like, you know, the German shepherd is a faithful uh, dog, but it doesn't mean he's not going to go down the street and screw the poodle. So, <laughs> you know, you, you, you definitely want to put monogamous if that's your thing. If it's not, you know, if I was a therapist in France, they'd be like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but if it's your thing, put it down. If you want them to be, uh, you know, cute, that's great. But gorgeous is better. That's like the bigger, you know, whammy. Uh, you know, if you want them to be productive, that's great. But how about super wealthy? If that's what you want. And the thing is, it's not just the mundane things you want, you want to go big on this list. And there's a reason. And you'll know about it in part two. Part two, February 18th. Yay! So we are going to cut to Summer. Uh, Summer, say hello Hello. and tell us what you're going to sing. Hi. Well, it's like Christmas time, isn't it? I got some sparkly red and green sparkles in my nails today so <laughs> there's still black nails but there's christmas in there so know? did we shop at the goodwill because goodwill is one of our premier sponsors and we love the goodwill i do shop at the goodwill. yeah shopping green i do no shopping i do all green. the time this outfit however is not these are purple leggings that i found in my closet from probably like five years okay ago. your boots where, did you, where where are those from i love those them. are h&m which is kind of bad because that's fast fashion I can't really endorse that. I love that they're they're kind of I had to buy them like five minutes before I ran on stage one day. Are they comfy? Yeah. Well, one day I was about to perform and I was wearing tennis shoes and this other outfit. And I brought another outfit with me, but I forgot the shoes that went with it. And I was like... I'm not going to go on stage in flat shoes. Nobody's going to know who I am. <laughs> you know, that's kind of my thing is I wear really big, crazy shoes. So if I showed up and yeah, right now these are tame, but yeah, those are. if I showed up in tennis shoes, I think things would just all fall apart very fast. Usually she has eight inch heels. I love it. I have some crazy ones. <laughs> now, before she starts going, if I can get somebody to um, film like a one minute for Instagram, uh, somebody else with a phone, please. Well, I'm really singing, oh. so. so if, you, if you could please you get all of us in it in her for like a minute for Instagram.
So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over New ones begun And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun And you really do want You're all in the young And don't you make Christmas And a happy new year Let's hope it's a good one Without any fear This is Christmas For weak and for strong The world is changing The road is so long And so happy Christmas For black and for white The yellow Summer Welsh. Love you. Oh, love you too. Yeah, that was uh, Happy Christmas, War is Over. Yeah, wonderful song. Good old wonderful. Lennon. Wow, I love that song. Well, thank you so much. You know, you know it's Christmas time. And Christmas is uh, the, my favorite time of the year. Yeah, and that song kind of, I figure, aligns with what's going on in here in the green room. You always pick the best songs. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Chet? She sounded amazing, as always. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Lucky. I put that one together today. <laughs> thank so, you. So do we have another song? Uh, we do. Would you like another one right now? Yes, I would. All right. Well, I wrote one today. So What yes. is it? Oh, it's a song I wrote. <laughs> do, do we have a name? No, of course not. Do you know me? <laughs> I am so bad at naming songs. Well, and I also, yeah. I wrote this like <laughs> two hours ago. 
or like three hours ago. So you have so many songs. That's impressive. It's incredible. I do have a lot of songs, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I just really like writing, and it's a muscle. You know, that's something I will write songs. I'm going to write yes, songs, and are. I, and that is something I believe in uh, very, very strongly. You don't need as, to. You will, and you want. Well, yeah, wow. or not even need to, but more of a lot of musicians and a lot of artists always say because it's a hard industry to get into. It's very difficult, and there's really no guaranteed way to make it where you want to be. I look at you at 18 so years old. It's incredible. When I've kind of changed my mindset from saying, I hope I'm going to, or I, you know, I want to, to saying I'm going to. I will. I'm going to. This is what my future is, and this is what I'm working yes. for, and I fully believe in that. I've been living by that for about the past year and it's really it changes your mindset and it gives you this boost of confidence like when you see me you know that I'm a very confident and you know and moving forward person. yes yeah yes. absolutely so and, and something else that we have to applaud you for is you lost a little bit of weight I did I did how many pounds I'm at probably like 35 right now 35 wow. yeah I weigh 35 pounds Julie <laughs> you and I are like talking about losing a little weight here yeah. Yeah. So we got to get some tips from Summer, too. It's just a lot yes. of Do knowing. tell the secret. You know, knowing yourself is the biggest thing, I think, because I know that, like, I liked drinking soda a lot, and I drank it all the time, and that did not work for me, you know? Like, that's something that when I cut that out, I immediately saw a change, and especially uh, I know that I really like bread, so I, <laughs> I know I'm not going to stop eating bread. That's what I have to stop I just eating don't bread. Eat, I don't eat bread during the week. Yeah. During the, yeah, during the weekdays, I don't eat bread. Hey, guys. And the weekend, Robin weekends, has a question, I, I think. No, I have something to say because it oh, fits this topic. Okay. What she says, this is what I tell people. What do you do when you lose your keys? Uh, you find them. No, you struggle to find them, correct? Yes. So you yes. need to trick your brain. You don't say that you want to lose weight. You want to say you want to get rid of weight, like the trash. You exactly. want to throw out the trash. Absolutely. You have to train your brain to think that. Otherwise, you're going to go up and down, up and down on the roller coaster of weight gain and weight loss. So you've got to trick your brain into believing that you're going to get rid of it. Well, you don't got to. You, you have to, to get rid of it. You don't have to. Well, you know what I mean? You change the word from lose weight to get rid of. Yes, but rid, rid is also a little bit of a bad word. So I prefer people say, I will be healthy. I like that too. I will be That's healthy. A better way of Doesn't putting talk it. about. It's not like you're putting yourself down or that there's a rid process. Um, and I, I did, I did, I do not use the word rid. Okay. You know, I don't like the word. So decluttering artfully is a, a great term. I like that. But and yeah, and so whether it's weight or clutter or uh, products that you're supposed to dispose of responsibly. You know, I'm a green organizer, so it's really important to uh, put things where they belong. And so putting, you know, not drinking soda is a really big thing. I do declutter pantries, and so that's one of the mm. things I tell people as I go through their pantry and say, you have hydrogenated oil in this peanut butter. You know, that's not good. And they're feeding it to their dogs, too, like Skippy or Jiffy that have, you know, pee, uh, hydrogenated oils. Boy, that got Chelsea's, Ch- Chelsea Young's uh, <laughs> eyes. no. Because Hope is her baby. I told well, you, I Hope. Well, I give her her allergy pill with peanut butter, and I think it's Jif. No. So now I'm concerned. And, yeah. and now I'm thinking as the dog sitter, I could be aware of what peanut butter I'm feeding Hope. <laughs> Just regular peanut butter is good. Julie, yeah. what do you have to say to this? Because you're over there chuckling. Well, I mean, I just, you know, I think it's, I think it's mm-hmm. funny because I think sometimes we 
our eyes light up. Sometimes like when we have a pet, you know, like sometimes it's like, oh, you know, for my kids, I'll forget about it. But if it's for the dog, now that we're older and just we, you know, we just lost our little dog after 16 mm. years. But, you know, it's funny because you kind of think of, you know, your your animals as, you, as your kids. And sometimes, you know, the, our kids say you treat the dog better than you ever treated us. So, oh, I think you treated that dog better than anybody on the planet. I spend more on my dog's grooming than my haircut. Yeah. I'm, like, really. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's love. Okay, I'll be the dog groomer too. Dog groomer, dog sitter. Dog feeder and no peanut butter. No, nothing with hydrogenated oils for dogs. It's so bad for humans, so you don't want that. So, yes, decluttering your your diet, decluttering is is the way to go for anything that you don't love and that's not good for you. And decluttering your vocabulary, we're learning as of today. And, okay. and is it hard just because we're talking about this? And it's funny because I just went home and spent some time with my parents. And so my mom's mm. in this giving mode because she, you know, put your name on something that you like or you know how they kind of want to know, like choosing something. And I, it was kind of odd because I didn't want to think about that, right? Because I wasn't there to think about, oh, I want this when you die. But Well, there's a lot of people that's all they think of. Well, yeah. But, but what I'm so saying sad. is, is... Yes. It is. Yeah. What, you know, it's like, I love it, but is there like people who love too much? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, at what point do Wait, what, you love what too much? No, love, what I'm saying is, it's like, stuff. she says, they if love I love, stuff. they love so much stuff that it's yeah. how hard is it to know really what, what, what the connection or are we making an emotional connection to the love? Because there's a lot of things that I love, but if you ask me if I could throw it in the garbage, I could. If, but some yeah. people, I think, struggle with that is what I'm saying. Well, so. the, yes. So the clutter remedy helps you with that. And, and the first thing I do when I go into a home is I assess the space. I see wall space as cabinetry if there's not enough cabinetry. But the first thing we do is we clear the entire home of everything, from every drawer, from the floor, from under the bed, from inside the closets, uh, from shelving. And we categorize everything into broad categories first. So all the books in the home would be put with books, all the knickknacks with knickknacks, or what I call tchotchkes in the book. Uh, and people are like, what's that? But it's, it's a knickknack. And everything gets categorized. And then you look through your things by category. Because if I showed you a book, and then I showed you a clock, and then I showed you a knickknack, and then I showed you a pair of shoes you would become overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So, And then the thing is, is to go through the things with your mom and say, do you still love this? You know, is it something you still want around? Uh, is it sentimental? Sentimental things can just clearly be packaged up for your mom in a clear bin, and it doesn't have to be displayed all over the place. It doesn't have to be in the home, in the space. And then again, will you still use this, mom? And does it serve a purpose? Serves a purpose is different than use, it's like the key to the fireplace or the community pool key or an extra key to your car. You may never use it, but you're not going to get rid of it. So, 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 the, so I was lucky enough to have the clutter coach, clutter, clutter remedy coach at my house today. And prior to coming over, Julie was so cute. She's like, Kinga, you're the last person that needs that. You have no clutter. You tried to get rid of everything as you were moving out of your house. And so, but I still have a little pile of stuff that's at the new place where I'm like, where am I going to put this? And I'm going to blame it on my kids because a lot of that stuff in that pile, I, I think they might want. I think Chet wants, like there's a TV there I think he wants. And Rachel might want some of the clothes. And 
I'm just kind of hold, holding on to it. Chet, your face is blocked when you do that um, for Facebook. Uh, yes. And so uh, so I, I, I look at that pile. And so now I, I just look at the pile. And every time I'm like, okay, I can't deal with this right now because I want to give this to Chet and that to Rachel. And if they don't want it, fine. I'm going to donate it. But yeah. in the meantime. Uh, what do you do with it? What do so, I do with okay, it? So, wait, so, so you wait. have all of our stuff organized into piles where we could just come and pick everything up in one load and it's in one spot. Yes, exactly. It, it is. I, exactly. I, I so, thoroughly doubt that. So what I do. I've been to your house recently and you didn't say, hey, Chet, look, there's the stuff that's yours. Why don't you grab it on your way out? Well, and the thing is, is why do, didn't that happen? Do you want it? May do, I do wonder? Do you want it? Julie needs that. So I think, I think what's important is when and I do get this a lot, especially with my seniors, is they're like, oh, that's for this child, and this is for this child, and that. And so I said, okay, let's take a photo of these things and text it to them and see if they really want it. And then I say, if they don't want it, it, it don't, you know, I, if it hurts your feelings, I want you to share that. But also know that charities like Goodwill and any charity that you Goodwill, love Goodwill, our premier sponsor, you yeah. love Goodwill, <laughs> and Onyx Body. Love your stuff. Uh, there's somebody that will come into that charity that will love your stuff. And so just know that it's a good thing to donate things that none of you Oh, want. we're always donating. I donated. Uh, how many? Well, wait, hold on. We're. Boxes and boxes I was all excited to hear Summer's brand new song, and then somehow she never played it. Like, what is happening? We're getting cluttered up with, with conversations. This conversation's getting cluttered, yeah. We will Let's hear, hear Summer's, Summer's new track, because I'm all excited to we hear it. We don't need so. to hear her sing, but we want we'll to sing her sing, and we will we're sing her sing. We're going to hear her sing. I'm going to sing. I really want to hear it. That's proper language. I want to hear it, too. But I kind of need to hear it, too. <laughs> oh, I slipped. I need to hear Summer sing. <laughs> oh, I want. All right. I need Summer well, we'll to sing. I need, 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 Super excited. She, and I'm loving the colorful tights. Oh, yeah. They're purple. If you can't, if you can't tell, I'm wearing purple tights. With I mean, a black it, goes with, it goes with the book. It goes with the book. Yeah. So that means- I kind of feel like an 80s jazzercise witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. And, and purple, I learned today, is prosperity. Yes. Well, there you Pro- go. Prosperity. Prosperity, yes. And the, we didn't talk about feng shui or the bagua, but we, that could be another show. That is another show. February. I was going to leave these purple tights on all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this is a song that I wrote. Yeah. Two minutes ago. Yeah, like (laughs) basically. Yeah, while you guys were talking about prosperity and stuff. Ten songs. (laughs) Yeah, while you guys were talking about prosperity and stuff, I've been writing tracks. Nah. All right. I'm just going to go straight into it. Spread what you like Cause it's getting kinda easy With the lines you draw around the dark side You don't know when you're right I'll assume it's every time you open up your ever-seeking burning eyes Turn it all 
It's no longer love at all The secrets tucked away for you and I If there's no food inside the fridge Guess we'll eat those who die This eagle circling over all the streets That once were filled with sweet that it's so beautiful oh thank you uh if you guys have any ideas on it sure do you guys have any ideas i was thinking your world not mine that's the first thing that came to my mind your world not mine well that's the lyric that's in the second chorus i don't like when choruses are the same both times i like changing them it's a little more complicated but it's fun Oh, thank you. And it really tells a story. It does. All your songs are that way. It's incredible. That one, yeah, that was inspired. A lot of the times I kind Mm -hmm. of inspire my songs off of things that literally do not bother me whatsoever. Like politics. That's what that song's about. I'm really not too concerned with it. I mean, I am, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm concerned with the environment and what's going on. But I don't like just sitting and thinking about it and talking about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. But this song's just kind of about, like, people who do. And I know a lot of people who do. And, I'll, you know, they're obsessed with it. A lot of people. Yeah, yes. it's, the, it's the obsession. That's what I'm talking about. It's and it's important to be aware and to understand. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people let that consume their lives. And it's very detrimental. Well, it's and some of them are so obsessed that if, you know, if you're a Republican then you hate the Democrat and two people get in a fight over a Democrat Republican, it's so stupid. Yeah, this song's not one side or another. It's literally just explaining, you know how I mm-hmm. see the obsession and what's going on, you know? 
That should be about the best candidate. <laughs> oh, no. And who's the best person up there? Nah. Yeah. I would never... I definitely believe in mm. being a musician and being somebody who's in, this, you know, in limelight. Not really. But you know what I mean. People are watching. People see you. It's not my place. It's not my job. You know what I mean? Yes. I think I, love it. I think as a musician, it's very... A lot of people now are getting very political with the songs they write. And hey, that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. But... You know, a lot of people expect that musicians have a political, you know, outreach. Take a, take a mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, I'm a musician. I'm not a politician. And, and that's my smart. job. And that's smart <laughs> because then you, you're not taking a side and you're also, you know... Uh, a lot more people like me than that. <laughs> right, and just spread love. Yeah. I'm spreading love. You, there, music is an escape from all of that. Why would I right. want to be bombarded with that more when I'm listening to music to avoid listening to that? Yeah, there was an old acting teacher I had when I was younger, Robert Easton. He was like the Dr. Doolittle of Hollywood. And he said, don't you ever mix politics and art. Never. And I really think that's smart. And also, I think that if you're going to talk about politics... Be smart. Be educated. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of people talking about politics, and I'll ask an intelligent question or something, you know, that, and they'll say they don't even know, or, you know, and so they're just talking about getting on somebody's tribe and being a follower, Mm -hmm. I think, more than really understanding what politics are about. Julie, Chet, what do we have to say about this? Um, Well, what I was actually waiting to say was just that Summer's songwriting skills are crazy good. And <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, you're so multi-talented. Like, there's a lot of performers out there that have to have their songs written for them, and you're doing both sides of that, and uh, all your songs sound amazing. So They're yeah. going to be out and yes. recorded soon. Yeah, we're lucky to have you, you in the green room, hours ago. as usual. Yeah, and that was, that was sitting in now, my bed. I was awesome. wearing this outfit, and I was yeah. like, I want to write but, something new. Yeah, I mean, I agree with music. It's nice when politics stay out, but still, I feel like Throughout history, some artists have used um, their platform to spread their political message, and I don't necessarily condemn any artists for doing that. Like, Such you as know who? What? Use somebody as an example. Um, let's see. Uh, There's lots did, of did cases the Beatles? where I mean, oh well, yeah, of course. Did the Beatles? I think the Beatles. Well, think about the whole 1970s hippie movement. That was a whole. That's. All of that was. Once again, I was thinking, of, um, I was thinking you know. of the painting of the Raft of the Medusa by Eugene Delacroix. It was like one of the first uh, uh, paintings that had a really strong political message uh, because it was showing a true event happening uh, when the Medusa crashed and the um, survivors were all left to die and eat each other. He painted, he depicted that in a massive painting, and it actually did a lot to sway French politics at the time. So. That was one of the first examples of an artist really using their platform to change a political scene. And I think that's fantastic. Like, there's a lot of people, especially in movements now, that have used platforms to inspire a lot of really positive change, like being more accepting of other people, you know? But I don't think... Michael Jackson sang a lot of songs about I mean, think about the whole uh, Band-Aid Christmas song. You know, that was yeah. kind of political and that raised a lot of money and it made, you know, mm-hmm. it made a big impact. Or but Queen. I don't Queen think do that? that it should be expected mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. like I what mean, you have to do to be somebody in the industry is be. Yeah. You so know, I thought of a band faces. that I think is pretty p- political. Is it Green Day? Yes. Green Rage Day. Against the Green Machine. <laughs> and, well, and also songs about the environment or peace or things like that, I think is cool. 
it's uh, it's when an artist starts bandwagging yeah. onto a particular political person or or agenda that I think that's where don't mix politics and art comes in. Yeah, it, I, I love it. I mean, it would be very selfish of me who, you know, everybody thinks they're right. You know, like <laughs> and just because you have a platform and people are going to listen to what you say doesn't mean that your opinion is the best one. You know, we all think we're right. It would be very selfish of me to assume that I'm right because well, I know I'm not <laughs> in most situations. Point? But that's a good point yeah. because, you know, the left side, the right side, they all think they're right. That's what that song's about. It's like, right. who knows who's right? Well, in art, whether it's writing or music, it's supposed to be unifying, not divisive. And politics is so divisive. Yeah, well, absolutely. And that's why this world needs books like... They want books. They, they, like. Okay, like The they, Color okay. of Mother. <laughs> but no. maybe they need it. It's a very <laughs> sweet <laughs> book. I read through it just now when I was Thank sitting you. here. If you're going to say that. an object is a need... I hope it's toilet paper. <laughs> okay, but because what, if, what if she's San Francisco right now? But what if God. she's just not using the word? She's not using paper. the word need in a literal way. She just means like human culture could really, really use more use books. Yes. That are well, about positivity and love. And love. so, yeah. use, this books are definitely a use, and especially creative books like this. So I think maybe she's intending to use the word need in the right way. But well, she just doesn't mean it literally. Yes, but the thing is, is that when you're wanting to sell a book and you tell people they need it, well, it, that it is a little actually, dramatic. That yes. is a little dramatic. Well, and it actually <laughs> goes, it actually goes to the subconscious process, and the subconscious process says that's a lie. <laughs> so guess what? They're Ooh. not going to go buy your book. I okay, just so got out of English class. class. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Finals are over. I feel like I'm back in English class. <laughs> You want That's this how book. young I am. <laughs> now you sound like you're trying to hypnotize somebody. Like you want this book. You want it. You will buy this. I just spin it. You will love your mother. You will love your clutter. So I have a question for the therapist here, for Marla, for former, former. Former therapist. We are not a therapist. I'm being corrected again. <laughs> Former. We don't need her, but we want her. And we want her book. Okay, so uh, Marla Stone. Well, it sounded harsh. We don't need her. We want her. <laughs> I think we need you in the green room. <laughs> we want her clutter therapy here. So uh, it, it's, it's Christmas time. And I, I, I want to bring up a subject. A lot of people are... You know, there's a lot of broken homes out there and animosity sometimes within families and people not forgiving each other. And this book is all about love and loving your mother, which I think comes at a critical time. Uh, there, I mean, I, I, I'm going to bring it up. There's been a lot of suicide with kids and teens. And I think part of that is they're not feeling loved. And I think that um, from the get-go, kids need to be, by both parents, taught to love the other parent even if they are broken up or, you know, not together anymore or in a divorce because it's so divisive and it's not, um, it's not healthy for the child. So if you're out there listening and you're going through a divorce or you've just split up or you've been divorced a while, love your other, love the mother, love the father. You know what? Because it's only good for the children. You're being a better parent to only say good things about the other parent. So... Uh, what do you think about that, Chelsea? Yeah, I love that. I mean, that resonates with me, even though I am not, I don't have a, um, my parents are still married. I think they're coming on 35 years, which is awesome. And yeah. I aspire to that. 
But yeah, I feel like love is the opposite of fear, right? Um, and there's so much, I think, fear in the world, so much of the things we see with suicide, with shootings, with all these like horribly tragic things. And my thought with this was if I could just infuse a little bit of love into the world and help kids feel loved, help mothers feel appreciated for what they do, maybe that can change the flow of that a little bit. Because you know? kids are like sponges. And when yeah. they're at that young age, yeah. what you read to them, what you tell them all the time is what they're going to believe. For sure. And, and, and especially like if a father's reading this to the child or when you write the, the book about um, fathers, I think it, it's just, um, it's the most important. Yeah. And if a father is re- having story time um, with the color of mother with their child, what the child's really getting is seeing their father acknowledge their mm-hmm. mother. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing. You can grow up and then hopefully have a healthy relationship where that child is in a relationship where they acknowledge their spouse or their significant other. Um, and when I do book readings with kids, it's really unbelievable how quickly they are a sponge. Like there's a line in the book that says, um, you know, she's a rainbow of colors. She's all the colors. Um, kind of gave away the end of the book a little bit. But when I do readings, that's a line that really sticks with kids. And they'll actually recite that back to me because I have them do this exercise where they get to color their mother and the colors they feel represent her oh. best. And so a lot of them will color her in all the colors or they'll do one of my favorite lines, the color of the sun, which is how I really view my mom. I view her as this like ray of light, warmth, positivity, happy-go-lucky. Um, so that, yeah, that line is really, really a tribute to my mom. But so many of the kids will actually draw their moms in yellows and oranges, which is really special to me to see that. It's so beautiful. And once again, at Christmas time, we want to remember to love, 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 and love. You can't love enough. And it does make me feel really good because recently Chet was at my house uh, that I'm, you know, I'm slowly still moving into, and I put a picture out of uh, Chad. I'm speaking to you, uh, of of, uh, of our family, and it has his dad in the picture. And it was back when we were all really happy, and it makes me. I'm feel still good. happy. I don't know about you. But well, I mean, ha- happy, speak for yourself. Uh, okay, well, I'm happy too. But I mean, happy as a family, like you know, a happy married oh, couple family. family. Yes, and and so so I want to remember the good times. And so I'm now putting up those photos, and it's, it, it is of your past, and it, it proves that I've, I'm, I completely forgive you know, any animosity or anything that I have felt, and I just want to spread love and feel love. So, and I think this holiday season with the color of mother and... So I'm just curious real quick, Chet, yeah. what, what color is your mom? Ooh, <laughs> good question. I oh. think... <laughs> I think I would go with yellow also. Yeah, uh, she's, she's very sunny. Yeah, super energetic. So, yeah. uh, and she drank drinks a lot of white wine too. Oh, so yeah, know. get that. There's Chris a lot of yellow. things that line up in that area. But wait, what does every color symbolize? Well, that's the beauty of it. It's really whatever you want. Yes, oh, so, okay. you can get creative. So being uh, doing symbology on anything okay. is always your own perspective, right? So, like with with your dreams, you know, people will symbolize their dreams, but they'll go get a book to do it. And I'm like, no, you know, your dreams are s- your own symbolism, and all your stuff in your home also you can symbolize. So everything can be symbolized, but it's your own. It's the first thought that comes to mind. So when mm-hmm. when I teach how to symbolize something, the first thing I'll say is uh, figure out the symbolic meaning of a key. Mm-hmm. So and some people will say, oh, it opens the door. No, that's literal. So what's the symbolic meaning of a key? So what's the first it thing? It opens that, up something. Well, that's literal. <laughs> Mine okay. was new beginnings. New beginnings. <laughs> 
safety. A safety, okay. Chet laughed at me. Hope. Everyone will have a different meaning for the key. But I thought, I, but I really thought that there are certain colors that have certain meanings. Like white is innocent. Well, there, red is love. There is a lot of that what, too. What is purple? What is purple? Royalty or creativity Royalty. too, right? Or, or it could be it could be. It could but be again, hold on. I thought yellow meant jealousy, and Chet just said I'm yellow, and I'm not jealous. I don't know. Have you ever said yellow no. man jealousy? I, well, I've never you know, that. I've heard well, the yellow somebody, somebody. That's green. That's green. 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 Green envy. Green envy. I think you're but, just making these up in your head well, as you go. Somebody wrote a book yeah, a long time ago and, and came up with these things. But again, it, it, you know, sometimes a child could paint a mom in black. And, you know, what are you going to do? Be like, ooh. It could mean any, that she has black hair. And, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the person's thinking more literal or, or wears black. Exactly. I thought and, pink means happy. Yes, White means innocent. Red means yeah. love. Well, yellow means jealousy. No, yes. it does not. Well, no, oh, that's doesn't. green. That is but green. But the idea that is this is, green. is green. to help is exercise kids' creativity. So to really leave it up to them to, exactly. you know, get creative with that and explore learning about colors, but also learning about qualities. Wow. Yeah, and I thinking feel, their moms. And interpretation of a color is because really subjective. Yeah. yeah, like everybody can have a different emotion or feeling related to a color it because like of, it, can, it can be positive or negative. So. Oh yeah, exactly. red makes you hungry. <laughs> red. So, yes. I mean, I think a lot of times, like we're not even realized, like mm-hmm. we're exposed to these things, you know, subconsciously again. Exactly. You know, yes. we're hungry and we go into places and a lot of fast food places are orange and yellow and red, red. for a reason. And it's yes. because it makes us hungry or. And then a lot of insurance companies and banks, if you look, they're blue. Yeah. because Blue is a color of trust. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I hate to cut us off, but we have yeah. to really quickly say how we can find. Oh, we uh, want how, to. How, how, oh, we don't need to, but we want to how find out. Like color to find. Mother. <laughs> if you would like to find the color of mother. And we will buy this book. <laughs> yes. So it's on the book series' website, Color Everything. So that's coloreverything.love. L O V E, like love. And um, a portion of every book sold through ColorEverything.Love actually goes back into the community. I'm donating a portion of my book sales to Sojourner Center, which is a Phoenix-based domestic violence shelter that helps women, children, and pets. So, I love it. And then we want to hear about uh, The Clutter Remedy, and then we're going to end with a song with Summer. Okay, so The Clutter Remedy is on the shelves now at Barnes & Noble. And you can find it on Amazon, uh, online, Goodreads, uh, any any online site that sells books. And we will have uh, Chelsea back on the show February 11th. 11th. And we will have Marla back on, on the February 18th. And Summer, what are we going to hear? <laughs> oh, I don't know. And we're saving the planet one, one show, show at a time. time. Thank you for listening to In the Green Room. Join us here live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. or anytime on demand 24-7 on StarWorldWideNetworks.com.